Hi everyone, this is McCall Sinnott. This is Jessica Rotundi. And this is the test. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we took a little break and we're back. And we're back. And, and uh, should we say we're in New York or no? <laughs> yes, we're allowed to tell with the circumstances. We're here with Victoria Negri. Hello. And we are in her living room. Yay. It's so fun. Living room kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> the way it is in New York. It's a New York apartment. Very lovely size for New York. Yeah, yeah it is. So it's very spacious, yeah. actually. Oh, has, thank you. Yes, it is. Very comfortable. So, yeah, and this is... Um, you will probably never hear the lost tapes of Victoria Negri. <laughs> the lost tapes. <laughs> yeah. well, someday when we Victoria release our podcast. our very first interview. Like, oh, it was like so a, much fun. Two years ago now, I think. Was it two years was ago? Was it two? Maybe. Was it? Could it have been? Before you I, came to... Well, we started, we started be, in L.A. in January. Could it have been early? The, Maybe it was like last year. summer. It was like a year. No, I was in L.A. last summer. So it was at least a year and a half ago. I think it was wow. like two years oh ago. I don't know, time yeah. flies, right? A year and a half to two years ago. Let's yeah. Say, let's put that one. So, oh. yeah, and we had, um, that's when we decided to, we, we didn't need a sound guy, because sound guys mess up everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that doesn't not, count for anyone that wants to sponsor yeah. us and be our sound guy. Not good our, sound guys, just <laughs> a bad sound guy. <laughs> bad but, yeah, so... He had the, what was it, the input was on the output? Or Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah something, something like so that. sad. Something yeah. so simple and we sad. We had such a wonderful interview with And then afterwards, we're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but he just wanted, he just wanted us to talk again together and once your film was actually released. Yeah, exactly. It was a warm-up. It was a warm-up. So, it was yeah. totally serendipitous. Yeah. 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 You know, now you've it's lost, good time. You have more stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, you're wiser, you know, we all are, you know. We all are. I'm more tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're older. older. Yes. <laughs> We're just ancient over here. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So we can, we, you know, anything goes. We can talk about. We can talk about the lost tapes, or we, or, you know, if, yeah. if they if they arise. The lost or, tapes. Um, but yeah, so we're going to ask you some things that we already know about you, but maybe mm-hmm. we can even get deeper with it. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. So we grew up in Long Island. Right? Me? No, no Connecticut. 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 <laughs> I mean, you can see. Yeah, because the, you can see Long Island from yeah. across. So I grew up on Long Island Sound. It's set in Connecticut. Yeah, so a lot of it like takes yeah. right on Long Island. I'm Got on the it. on the sh- on the North Shore. Yeah, and so you're like right, right by Port Jeff. So you know, yep. we would take the ferry. Oh, right from Bridgeport. Um, yeah. And McCall's like, I actually don't remember anything in our last interview, so don't worry. So you're from Australia. <laughs> I actually, like, I remember some, but I don't remember a lot. I'm kind of glad, because it's yeah. like, I'm, you know, we can, like, feel, it'll feel Well, like it's also the problem with drinking at these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't drink at that one, though, did we? Or did, I don't think we did. Or no, because we? we were in the studio. Oh, yeah. I know, but I think we, we still could Oh, we did bring, we did sneak We had, um, some, like, Sophia Coppola little, um, spritzer Cat, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I brought like, yeah, the ones that looked like you know yeah. the kind you can sneak yeah. into the movies. We were definitely determined. Yeah. We did so. <laughs> it was like a little picnic. Yeah, because we want it to be like a party. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're raised in Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. Yes. Um, right near New Haven. Um, yeah, huge family, all like within half hour of each other. So okay. every weekend a was time, like right? yeah. So every weekend was like fifteen of my cousins together, like oh, hanging wow. out. It was fun. Yeah, but cousins, you're an only cousins. child. No, so in the film, the okay. film's different. Got but it. Yeah, okay. so I didn't want to like over populate the film with siblings. Yes, that makes sense. Um, right, yeah, so, stick to the like the heart of the story. Yeah, just like zero in on it. But um, no, in in real life, 
Um, my dad had a first marriage. His first wife passed away. Right. I had three half siblings. Um, my oldest half sister passed away a few years ago, and now mm-hmm. um, my mom and my father. So I, I'm the middle child of three. Oh, okay. And then they th- three from their previous marriage. Oh, there were three of you guys, and you're just yeah. family. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. So that a lot of siblings. A lot of siblings. Cool. It's I'm one of three as well. I'm Are one of the oldest. You were the... I'm the middle. You're middle. Yeah. I'm youngest. So we got it all Whoa, working here. Whoa, cover. We got this cover. This yeah. dynamic so good. <laughs> <laughs> we're like a family. Where's the birth order book? <laughs> do you feel like you've... Do you have like the middle child syndrome? I remember like always reading the characteristics of like middle child, oldest child, I think child, I have like the child. peacemaker thing. Mm. Like especially... Not as much anymore, but when we were growing up, my brother and sister would fight a lot more and I was the one that'd be like, guys, please. Oh, like, yeah. Let's all get along. So I had that. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're... Yeah, and I could, of course I'm going to like completely stereotype and offend all the middle middle children because that's what I do. Just offend <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> but, but I feel like you're very... Like you're more like a go-getter than like a lot of middle... Ch- like I feel like middle children tend to be like more... I don't know. Not like I'm going to go make a movie, which yeah. is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Really? Is that, I don't know. I feel like like my brother, my middle brother, is super. Meh, I don't know. Just like not. I think I don't think ambition is a dirty word. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm ambitious, but yeah. um, but I feel like you have like more ambition than like your typical mm-hmm. middle child. Like my my brother has his PhD in math, but he's like the least ambitious of the three of us. Like he's like. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not entirely true. He's writing a novel and like, but he works like he works in, like a barbecue joint. Like he's just yeah, not like concerned not his, with like, right. you know. I think like, my family's really strange overall, and I think having a much okay. older, older father mm. like really changed all of that makes the dynamic sense. of everyone too. That makes sense. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's my mom know, has kind of family. a dynamic similar to yours. My my grandfather was um, my mom's third. It was. Her um, my grandmother's it was his third marriage okay. so my mother has half sisters that are like 20 years older than her wow yeah and How she was time? so my half oh, siblings are my mom's oh, age no. so oh my gosh yeah oh yeah like 50s yeah my um so I have a half aunt in um California who's like 80 something and yeah. my grandmother was like prob- if she was still alive she'd probably be like 90 something but mm-hmm. still and he was like yeah a big, you know, a big age gap, and then my mom was 16 when he passed, and he was, like, 73 yeah. when he passed, so kind of, and just, like, it was devastating for her, you know? Yeah, I mean, no matter how, and it's interesting, because when I talk to people about losing my dad, they're like, well, he lived a really full life, and it's like, yeah, but totally. not with me. But not yeah, with me, I like, I only had him 25 years, and yeah. granted, that's, a lot of people lose parents at a much younger age, but still, like... I try to wrap my head around that, and I'm like, most of his life happened before I was even born, so it's strange yeah. to, to to think about what version of my... I knew the retirement version of my dad. Right. Yeah. I didn't know my dad, like, yeah. as he aged. I knew my dad when he was, like, settled in and totally. relaxed. And I think that's how it was for my mom, too. like, for her, you know, it's like, he was, like, a ladies' man, and, like, mm. kind of wild, and, like, he was in, like, the Korean War, and World War II, and mm. was in India, and Hollywood, and Whoa. then, like finally settled into cool. uh yeah it's interesting but i mean i think the re- part where, of the where reason did he that, in world war ii um he was british so oh, uh, I, 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 
yeah, I mean, I know he, I think he was stationed in India for a while. So was my dad. What, oh, how interesting. Was he in the air? Um, wow. I think he was in the air force. My dad was too. What if they knew each other? Oh my god. <laughs> how cool would that be? That would be so weird. Frederick yeah. Taylor. Yeah. We should look what it up. What a fabulous name. I don't know how we could look it up, but. I'm sure there's a way. People yeah. are really into, yeah, that like, is true. figuring out the history and how yeah, it Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's, there probably is yeah. several Because I know where, well, like, what, I don't know the proper terms for the squadron or whatever it was that my dad was in. I my mom knows that I could figure it Mm. out. But yeah, he was in India, Burma, China. Okay, Um, during World War Two. Yeah, so interesting. That'd be so. That would be really cool. (laughs) I will say, just to play devil's advocate, I feel like as much as it's totally different having him been older, and I do want us to backtrack at some point to fill in people who are listening. Well, all your your story. Why um, are we talking? What what are they talking about? Um, uh, I feel like you, you will, as a child, you'll, there'll always be aspects of your parents you won't get to see, True. you know, obviously, I mean, it's like totally yeah, obvious weird. statement, <laughs> but you know, but I mean like you, you know, I, I, my dad was, um, a big wrestling coach and mm. a huge athlete as a teenager in, in his twenties. Um, but he became this huge wrestling coach on Long Island for like one of the top schools, you know, teams on Long Island. And, and even to stay, like if I meet somebody from, the town that he was the coach in, and I, I say, "Oh, do you know my dad?" Oh, just I'd be like Joe Rotundi. They'll be like, "Oh my God, he was like, you know, he, <laughs> you know, if they were like in the, if they he went to high, high school, yeah." And it's like, and of course, yeah. I got a little taste of that as a child growing mm-hmm. up, but like, you know, it's just it's like a weird thing to hear, like so, you know. You mean your our parents did things? They had. They had a lot of parents yeah. aren't just mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. I know. Totally. It's like we're, it's like when you see your teacher when you're little, like in the grocery like store, and you're like, "What are you doing, shopping? You know, you that's, eat." That's happened to me as like because I've like I've taught acting over the years. Oh no, I know. Kids, oh, I know. And it's they so run awkward. Into me, and like I've had like little kindergartners where I'd be like. Yo, it's you! Like they can't even say my name because they're like it's so yeah. out of context. <laughs> I know. Just, like, their brains are like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I taught a lot too. I'm mostly adults and, and college, but I def, I did a little elementary school, and I remember sometimes I would like have I would I lived close to where I was teaching, and actually in Brooklyn Heights, and mm-hmm. um, I. Just like a couple times would see kids that I knew like down the street, I would like turn around. <laughs> I just like I felt like they were gonna get so weird. I was gonna get so weird. I just like didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> avoid avoid conversation. I'm really good at awkward situations. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, it's like an art form with me. Like, oh yeah, so awkward. I'm like a bad. permanent sitcom yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Like the bigger for me, it's like the bigger the crowd, like at parties I'm good in like situations like this oh yeah but like if I'm at like oh. a networking event or a party I'm like oh no what are you gonna do I know <laughs> I, myself through it. Uh, I gotta like warm myself up too I'm like alright it's I, cool you're I normal know. you're fine <laughs> you're normal you're cool. I love you're that cool. your normal conversation to have yourself <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the you're best cool. uh, yeah you did I'm good I'm good you're not gonna fall <laughs> in front of people yeah you always know I'm not gonna say the weird thing <laughs> oh yeah oh god I, that, that's I have to try to say that actually no I've just embraced that I am gonna say the weird thing <laughs> at this point but you know it's a good sign when you're talking to yourself you're pep talking <laughs> You know, things are going to go really well. <laughs> That's awesome. um, so, so, yeah, let's so back, back to 
in front of the audience. So your film, Gold Star, is right. it? So it's it's in the festival circuit right now, right? Yeah. So right now we um, we're wrapping up the festival circuit. We'll have been on the festivals uh, sit for a year in October. So okay. we're winding yeah. it down and launching our November release. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, it's like transitioning out of one thing into another. Is that like the average amount of time to be in a festival circuit? I don't know. I think a year feels pretty good. Like I want to move on with my life. Yeah, also. yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, I know people who've definitely done it probably a little bit longer. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I feel like we're still up not, for several. Yeah, festivals. yeah. You're not like I'm never doing a festival again. But yeah. Oh like, no, I t- I would love to keep playing, and I know certain festivals will let you play even after you're released. Oh, um, okay. But yeah, I think like right now it's transitioning out of that too, and up to a certain point, you know, I, I feel like I've gotten a lot out of the festivals I've played, and it's been really fun and. You know, it ends up costing you money too. Like you go oh, to these yeah, places. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of money. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, so, I, mean I, I've done it with shorts and gosh. Can you um, can you talk about like I mean like rough figures, not like specifically what you spent, but like about oh, what, what does it cost to take a film like a uh, you know an independent even to feature? submit? I mean, a couple thousand. Right. Oh, you mean for how much? You know, like, so are you you can like you can collectively maybe right. for the year like ten thousand is a good ballpark, or you know with like travel. Well, like it's it's I did get, it travel. depends on the festival too, and it depends. Like yeah. a lot of festivals did take care of stuff for me. Most right. festivals I played put me up. Oh, that's great. Or like Why paid it for that? a screening fee and okay. things like that. So I have, did have a lot of stuff. Oh, so you actually make a little money doing it. It depends. Like I only got a screening fee at one mm-hmm. of them, but most of the others put me up or did things and did things like you know pick me up at the airport, put got me it. up in a hotel. Yeah. So like things that would cost money, I ended up yeah. saving um, at festival like Lighthouse International Film Festival in New Jersey, which uh, is amazing, and I recommend to oh. everyone. Because um, I'm in New York, I drove down there. They right. put me up in an amazing, beautiful beach house. Ooh, nice. and beach house. Little vacation. Oh, what town is it? I it was in, um, um, oh my god, uh, Long Beach Island. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, I love Long Beach. Long Beach Island. is great. I had right? never That's heard of it. So fun. And then I was I, like, I want to come back. Oh, it's really I nice. Like a, um, yeah, yeah. I went to beach. I hosted like a. Um, a bridal shower, like a bridal shower there. Mm. Yeah, it's such oh, a cute town. Yeah, yeah it's like, it is a really mm-hmm. cute little town. But like, it's a great festival too, and I met amazing people. But it didn't end up costing me anything other than gas money because I ate. They so the mother of the guy who founded the festival opens up her house all day long to filmmakers. Nice catered food all day long. Nice. She has like a balcony with a beach where you just get to hang out at her house and eat, then wow. go watch movies. All the filmmakers are there, so it's an easy, relaxed way to meet that people. Like yeah. A it's That's really great. fun. I'm like, I didn't have to pay for meals. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, really everything nice. was yeah. taken care of pretty much other than getting there. Um, so, I'd say, like, the majority of the funds, if it was far, so, you know, plane fights. Most festivals did have parties where I got to eat food and stuff. So, I didn't mm-hmm. have spending a lot other than getting there. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I don't know. Like, for me, I just kept, like, I don't know. I, I'd say less than 10000 Because I didn't end up spending all that much, like... Other than a couple plane flights and okay. um, submission fees add up, but then it's you know figuring out how to stop paying for submission fees after a while. So there are sometimes like once you've won won some awards or exactly whatever, you and can... get some press, then you use that and you say to other festivals right. like, "Hey, I'd love to submit." Yeah. Uh, 
can I send you a <laughs> can link? Can you waive this? Yeah, I'd say, like, ask for whatever you can get, mm-hmm. and if they say no, then make a decision based on that. But at least, mm-hmm. like, a lot of them were like, we can't waive your entire fee. We'll give you, oh, you know, 20% off with this code. Nice. So, like, push it. It Hashtag can't hurt. Hats. Yeah, like, yeah. Def- doesn't hurt yeah. to ask. Um, how many would you say you've done? That I've played or submitted to. Well, I'm, I'm I'm tempted to ask you both, but I don't know if you want to like spill your beans. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said it that a way. Couple, I mean, I submitted to. Oh man, I don't know, a couple dozen. Okay. Oh, that's not. I thought you were gonna say like hundreds. No, no one near hundreds. Like, About maybe twenty-five. More than twenty-five. Probably between thirty-five and fifty. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Probably closer to thirty-five. Okay. And played eight. That's, oh, great. that's which is pretty good. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And a lot of them you've won awards at, right? Yeah, so we've won five awards. That's five great. out of eight. Yeah, that's so one great. of them was at two, two awards at one festival. One was when, for Best Actor, right? Yeah, that yeah. was my first. I mean, oh, like, so that, that meant so much I'm to sure me. I'm sure that meant so much. Because I initially wrote the film as a showcase for me to act in. Yeah. And I'd never really... You are really good in it. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah, a really nice performance. I never got any kind of recognition, so... That's Happy. so nice. Yeah, really that nice. was at the Oxford Film Festival, which I also highly recommend in Mississippi. Oh yeah, um, it was just so much fun. That's so great. So uh, cool. just a really welcoming festival. Great filmmakers. They, I really felt taken care of. Some festivals don't let you do like a, a you know test the film ahead of time. They let me go take you know take my time, hear the film, check the sound, the projection. It was all like I felt really taken care of. That's great. Um, yeah, and John Wildman, who's great, did a lot of um, help with press there. Um, so yeah, they really, you know, are attentive to what filmmakers filmmakers want um, and need, and they recognize it's an effort to get there and stuff like that. But yeah, I loved that festival. Um, it's funny, and you know, yeah, when they were announcing the awards, um, Mark, one of the programmers, was reading, uh, announcing who won for the acting award. And he oh, decided so you didn't to know. Like, you I didn't know. It was oh, just an awards. They really, they so really made it. It was like an awards brunch. It was wow. really nice. And um, I was sitting there eating brunch. And then he's like, "All right, that were for best uh, actor. I'm gonna read clues from her bio, and then or from this person's bio. And you're it could like, have been a, a man or a woman. Right. Oh, oh, just and one person. It was one person on the acting That is very yeah. impressive. So he started going through like this person was born in Connecticut. This person is Italian American. Like, my heart was pounding, and I'm like looking around. Like, I'm like, is anyone else yes. standing up? Should I be standing? And then he said my name. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, that <laughs> so was really awkward. One other person. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're like, where's the Italian? Where's the other Italian from Connecticut? <laughs> so you had no you? idea. I had no idea. It was wow. Yeah, it was cool. That must have been so yeah. And my mom was, was there. Wasn't like a nomination sort of thing? Like it was. No, it was wow. anyone. Anyone that played wow. at the festival could Which win. Which is like a lot of films, I would imagine. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. So it was like out of all the shorts. Amazing. Like, yeah. I was like, I was not expecting. I was like, so whatever. Because don't get my hopes up and just be like crushed. of course but yeah it was cool and it's it's a huge <laughs> i had to put that in my suitcase oh, yeah, oh, like, oh that it's that's crazy she's like a she, it's called the hoka she's a native american um i don't know cool. oh god i don't remember the. <laughs> it's so sweet what a lovely looking statue it's very heavy that's but very really nice. nice yeah yeah, yeah it's cool but, yeah, that's what's fun about festivals. You never like you. You just it was just a blast, and the award was like icing on the cake, really. Totally. Um, so I'm curious. Um, how long ago did Robert Vaughn pass? 
So he passed away November last year. Okay. Yeah. So before you started hitting festivals, did you guys hit any we festivals We had just before? premiered in October. Oh, you did? Yeah. So did he get to go to that? Or no, he was too sick? He was. he had leukemia and it was pretty bad. I was... Did he have it when you guys were shooting? I don't... I really don't think so. I think it was pretty soon after. This is the after. actor that was in your... Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So pretty soon after he... Remind us what else he's... Like, he's... I mean, right, he's like so a, Robert Vaughn was... Um, I mean, he's... He was like acting for, like, actor. decades and decades and decades. He was in Magnificent Seven, Bullet with Steve yeah. McQueen, Man from Uncle. Um, he was Oscar-nominated um, uh, for a movie called The Young Philadelphians, which he's incredible in. Um, but yeah, I was just incredibly lucky to have him in my film, but, um, he had no idea, I mean, I had no idea that anything was wrong, yeah. and we talked a bunch after we wrapped, because I became really close to him, and I spoke with his wife, and his manager, oh, yeah. and then I started to feel like I would contact, and then I wouldn't get a response from him, or his wife would say, you know, he's <clears> not home, or, um, you know, the manager said that. It, right before the premiere, I was like, I'd love for Robert to be there. And he said, you know, Robert's not well. And then I just got this really bad gut feeling oh. that it was like... Such an awful... I mean, like, talk about life-imitating art, too. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so, what a And he passed away. Thing. So my dad passed away November 10th. Robert passed away November 11th. Whoa! So it's... Re that was a bad week. And the election, too, was that week. So it was like, that was oh like a really... So oh. remembering my father. Wow. Robert Vaughn passed away. Oh, it was just God. all like oh. and terrible. For those things. of you guys who don't know, Gold Star deals with the relationship of right. Victoria yeah. and her father. Like it's that's the I mean that's yeah. you know the idea is this right. woman who's has a much like a father that would be her grandfather's age. Right. So yeah, it's it's um, it's inspired by my experiences being one of my father's caregivers uh, after he had a stroke in 2011. Um, so yeah, it's really surreal watching the film now because there's so many, um, layers of loss when of I watch course. it. And it's like you watch it and you're like, I mean, I would think I'm that like remembering you're Robert. like, are you thinking of your dad or And that's the last time I saw Robert too. Right. Oh, and God. you kind of took on this in yeah. some ways. I'm, and he wears my little... dad's hat in certain Aww. scenes. Um, cause I, oh, I, I said, would you be comfortable and make it really personal and alive yeah. and real for me? And he said, of course. So now it's just like really strange. I bet. Um, oh, that is... That is the funny thing about when you do... Yeah. Like, when you delve into... Especially as an actor, like, dealing with art. Like, the, the line between art and grief mm. and, you know, going to these dark places. I, I remember... Um, I did this project... Um, I, was a, I was in a performance art piece at the Whitney. Mm. And I... Basically, the assignment was... It was, like, a number of different actors that were to... Um, be alone in this in in this like space like a museum space so yeah. but you were we were the piece so we wore this crazy like um, camera that was strapped to our waist and recorded our facial gestures and the whole assignment was to be in like despair slash grief and then oh, it would God. record us and then screen it separately later onto this giant screen and so it was the first time I was ever acting, like, basically with myself. So I had to find sort of an inner monologue to do in order to keep it fresh. And mm. so I started basically Ooh, just, like, I made a list. Great acting. It was actually, time. like, so much growth for me because I made a list of all the things I was afraid of. And I just started contending with them. Oh, God. <laughs> but it, it's, like, it's weird because I had to really kind of, I don't know, and it, it, it felt almost like, 
uh, like I'm using my pain to get to this place, but oh that's God. the only way I can that's... do it because I didn't have an, even another actor to create like imaginary circumstances yeah. with, and there was no like, I mean, I'm in an empty room. I'm not mm-hmm. even allowed to look at the, at the people that are watching me. Mm-hmm. So I have no stimulus except for my own memories. Yes. And so I started contending with like people I've lost and things I'm afraid of and my relationship with my father and like all these things that like I don't want to touch, you know? And now in retrospect, like having worked, you know, having done that, like it's Mm. this weird place where like I associate certain aspects of grief with that project because, and I worked through them, like they're not even as hard for me, but like, and there's this part of me that feels like, um, I don't know, like, am I a bad person? For dealing what? with, like, that, you know, for, like, yeah. using my oh, no. grief yeah, yeah, yeah. for this art. I think about that but all the time. Actually. I think it's a real thing. Like, it, 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 like, there's this part of me that thinks that's selfish, that I did that. But I didn't know how else to get there, and it did help me. That's so But at the same time, it literally, like, I'm literally using somewhat, like, the loss of someone as this means to get me to an emotional place. Mm. And I imagine, like, you contended with things like that. And I, yeah, and I still do. I mean, because I was so, it's the battle between stepping outside of yourself and trying to make the film. Right. And focusing on what does the film need. But now that I'm done with it and I'm watching it at screen, I I still sit in the room and I watch it because I just want to know what, you know, the audience reaction is every time. Mm. It's interesting to me. But yeah, I really feel like lately it's been strange because... I really realize, especially the caregiving scenes between mm. me and my father, those are brutally honest yeah. Uh, yeah. according to what we actually went through. And when I watch it, I realize how uh, how comfortable I was, um, how, how I am completely fine revealing that I went through that, but my father isn't here to be okay with it. Right, so right. that's your. So I feel right. guilty. Your yeah. guilt is you don't know if your dad would be like you. You used my death as a way to. I think he would be okay with it. I'm sure, <laughs> but that's that's but that's what I'm thinking. Like, what is what is the yeah. bigger goal here? The bigger goal is for you to tell a story that honors him. So yeah, yeah, you're using your grief for your acting and work, to make but, grief universal, right? right? To connect people yeah. through their show, grief to show what people don't realize Absolutely. about. Like when I was going through all of that, people. People had no idea what I was actually going through because you make, no. you make, you want to seem okay. You don't want to seem like you're really struggling. So I showed how, I showed that struggle on screen. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, it, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like I'm really learning, I don't know, I, I keep stepping more outside of it also because more years have passed since yeah. all of this happened. So I'm yeah, really, naturally. like I shot it only two years after my dad passed away. So right. that was, so you're was pretty still... close. <laughs> but that line I think is something that's really, that line is very interesting to me because it is like, I also, I mean like after the film that I'm working on right now, I have this TV show that I would like to, you know, to be my next project. And it's very Ooh, personal. I can't wait to hear And deals that. with like a lot of very, like it's my story. and But there's so much stuff in it that's like so not great like it's not showing my it's my family and yeah. it's showing them and like yeah. I love my family but it's showing them in like not a great light yeah. in some ways but it's like also by writing it I'm working through my issues and I do think that other people will learn and grow from mm-hmm. it but there's this part of me that's like to, is this to be exploitative honest. am I using mm-hmm. my pain or like the things I shouldn't talk about you know 
as fodder to get some project made. Do you know what I, I mean? I feel like, that I actually feel more guilty with writing than acting. Well, with acting, people don't know totally what you're doing. With you. But with acting writing, is safe. Yeah. writing is so vulnerable. You're putting it out there. I agree with you. If there's mm-hmm. anybody in your script that remotely like is based on. Oh, they know. They'll, they'll know, yeah. you know. Of they'll, course they'll if know. it was to be made. And they're like, you made me into yeah. Yeah. Like, right. like a not a nice person, yeah. you know, or whatever. My defense yeah. to that is my character is pretty horrible. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So I'm know. like, well, she's just as bad. Yeah. Like, she's just I don't think struggling. she's that horrible. Well, she's struggling. She's human. Not that she's yeah. horrible, but she's, yeah. she's, um, she's flawed. Sure. Just as flawed as everyone. Yeah, I always Absolutely. make my protagonists, so obviously, you know. Yeah. Massively flawed. They're yeah. usually obviously based off me. If it's, <laughs> I mean, not always, but at least an aspect of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're like ridiculous. Um, mm. Well, why don't we backtrack to your childhood, right? Yeah. Should I lie? Unless, unless, yeah, get comfortable. Are you ready to spill everything? Um, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> tell us about. Growing up in Connecticut. Yeah. With your family, with your dad. I had a great childhood. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was great because it was a lot of fun, and I, I had very loving parents. Um, but yeah, then there was that side that the overwhelming fear of having a much older father was just a constant throughout growing up. When did you realize that? When did you realize he, not all fathers Yeah, when did were... you, like, think, oh, my dad's old? I think I have, the, I have this really specific memory when I was in kindergarten um, that for some reason we had to go, th- we had to like, I think we were thinking about numbers and it said like, mom and dad put their age oh, and how tall they are. For your assignment. Think, yeah, just to think about numbers. And everyone's parents are like 27. <laughs> and I think I felt like. Because a, people had people, people had kids young yeah, back then, you know? Yeah, <laughs> my mom, yeah, my mom had me when she was 26. Right. Um, and she was and my maybe dad was even older than like right there you go. <laughs> wow. so Wait, how old was your dad? Sixty three. Wow. Sixty three and twenty six. Yeah. Wow. So and my mom, my sister who's older, um, twenty five and sixty two. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, I I remember writing a really high number and my teacher saying something. Like, to is me this about your grandfather? Like, it's not a mistake. That number is really high. Um, and you're like, I know, no. But yeah, and things that I don't remember but I'm told about, I'm sure subconsciously sneaked in, like um, my mom has told me that uh, my dad brought me and my brother and sister to the grocery store once when we were really little, and um, some lady came up to us and commented and said how adorable we all were, and oh, you're such a good grandpa, Look, and he said, my dad was like, well, no, they're my kids. And she was like, she said, shame on you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's yeah. terrible. Wow. That yeah. sounds very Connecticut. <laughs> shame on you. Shame on you. Having <laughs> sex and procreating. Oh, old man. Dirty old man. Who do you think you, know you are? You so Hefner? <laughs> that's um, terrible. But, yeah, like, stuff like that. But, I mean, I had a great shot. A huge, you know, loving family. Um... But yeah, like things like that, subtle, subtle things that just kind of like had this fear in the back of my mind, and I started to have like recurring nightmares of, of death? my dad dying. And Pretty early, really. So early. you were like, yeah. you were like a kindergarten goth kid, basically. Yeah, I was always like really. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel? Um, I mean, I think, and this is a theme in our show. I feel like, and I, I mean, everybody feels this for different reasons. But mm-hmm. did you? Did it make you feel like a weirdo? Having I always older felt like did, a weirdo. Did it, 
Do you think that was a big part of it, him being older? Or was it just yeah. one of many things? I mean, it was many things, but, like, I never really felt like I fit in in many ways because, um, you know, my dad uh, was such a presence and his tastes kind of influenced me. Like, he... Mm-hmm would only listen to classical music and would make me self-conscious if I wanted to listen to like pop or anything like that. So I was really knowledgeable like about classical music and things that most kids weren't into and well, he watched the, older he was born movies. In the 40s or the 1924. 30s? Whoa, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and I knew a lot about older films and I don't I don't know and yeah, I felt I feel like I never, it was just weird, and, like, he would come in, um, and talk about World War Two, Yeah. And that really embarrassed me. Aw, because um, it was so old? Yeah, and both of my parents are artists, too, so I always felt like... Right. He was a piano player? Or yeah, he, he was a oh. piano teacher and art teacher. Mm. So he, he retired from teaching art in high school before I was born. Right, right. And then he just did private piano lessons while how, I was growing up. How did they meet? He was my mom's high school art teacher. Oh, Whoa, Stan I love so, this. That's, that's a whole oh other movie. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a, like a hot... Do you want to make that movie? <laughs> yeah, would you ever make that movie? Oh, is that too or, close? Yeah, that's too, that like, that too weird. It might be too close because... Or, like, would your mom be My like, views on it are so this? complicated. Yeah. Because, yeah. in a way, it's creepy. Yeah. But it got me here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, my dad... Nothing happened. So my dad knew my mom since she was thirteen. He taught art to oh her for four years. Whoa! In All throughout high school in New Haven, and then they like fell in love. Yeah. So I can do like I can do like a quick summary. To right. Whoa. So starting from like eighth grade on, he taught her art. Taught her art. Yeah. And and how did they how did they explain it? So like, they got close. My mom was always really kind of a weirdo too my dad was really offbeat like he would show up to high school wearing roller roller bla- roller skates and skate down the hall and like do chalk drop chalk what? drawings all over you he was a weirdo no my dad did everything you were allowed to clearly like he just wouldn't show up to teacher meetings he's like i don't want to do that and my That's mom would be amazing. like and i guess they fired i guess they just liked him so much my dad saw. everyone looked my dad was so cool so they just let him do like, whatever it's mr negri whatever um, but yeah, so he taught her all throughout, and then the last day, and my mom said, if this didn't happen, you know, I wouldn't exist. The last day of senior year, my mom went back to his room. She left something in his room, like her softball glove, I think, or something. She had to On get. purpose? Yeah, I was going to say, she <laughs> left. It's like a Carol she situation, like, you know how she leaves the glove yeah. on the yeah. thing? She has to mail the glove. Oh. Um, but yeah, so my mom left her softball mitt, and I think... And went back Soft to his room. Mitt. She left something. <laughs> so her mitt. Yeah, I love how I say mitt and not glove. See, that's why I'm like raised, clearly raised by an old man. Um, so yeah, she went back to his room and then he was cleaning up. And she's like, oh, do you want me to help you clean up? And he's like, oh, that'd be great. Thanks. And then they're like cleaning up. And she, I remember her, she, she always says like, and then I felt something. I felt like the air in the room changed. I can tell that like, she's like, I always had kind of a thing for him. And I could tell he was always like floating around my desk a lot more than other students. <laughs> And, um, but yeah, he kissed her. Whoa. How old is she? 17. Whoa. And he kissed her. And then, yeah, and then she goes, and then I went to college, and she's like, and then they just started writing him letters, and he was married, but his first wife, his first wife was very sick. She was suffering from a mental illness. Oh my God. So they just became, like, really close, and my mom you know, I think went back to student teach for him and they kept becoming closer 
and then his first wife passed away, and they got married a year later. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. But so they got married like when she was maybe twenty four. Okay, so they saw each other for a long time. Yeah, a long they time. They were involved for like five years before yeah. they got married. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Very. Does your mom? When she, I mean, now it's so many years later, but does she, um, does she get embarrassed telling people about it? I know that sounds oh. weird, but no, not at all. She loves. This is like the love. She's of so the proud. Life. She has uh, in her. She has a her wallet has like an outward facing photo. Um, it's meant for your ID or whatever. She has a photo of my dad from when he was like twenty years old, looking all dapper. Like people back then dressed so well. Oh yeah, looking like the hair is so done, cute. black and white, beautiful. But she's yeah, super. I proud. so didn't mean like she should be, but just like, oh no, you know, in terms no, no, of people's no. perception. No, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, I was completely embarrassed about it for a while. Now I'm like, it's, I think it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's your it life. Is, it's, you it's, know, that made me who I, I am. I think yeah. that's the thing about dealing. It's acceptance. I mean, there are yeah. so many things about my life growing up that completely embarrassed mm-hmm. me, and like were very hard. And that's part of the reason I wanted, like, I'm, I wrote this, mm-hmm. you know, this pilot because it's. It's my story, and it doesn't matter if it's fucked up or whatever. Yeah. It's my no story. No one's life is... There's and, no and normal. There's, exactly. There's no all our lives and, are fucked and, up. And yeah. Talking exactly. about it is liberating. It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't change. Your life will not change because yeah. you don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It just sits there in a vault. You might as well air it out and talk about it. It's funny because a lot and, of people have old parents. Sure. Older parents. It's not that. Yeah. Oh it's no! Not it's totally. unusual. It's and now it's exactly. like my my, my yeah. mother dealt with this. You know, like there's all kind and there's all kinds of people that deal with it. And it's like those stories have to be told just as mm-hmm. much my, as anything else. Yeah, my grandmother, who was the oldest of, I always forget how many. I think it was nine siblings. Um, Whoa. Yeah. So she was like the second mom um, in Brooklyn, not too far from here. Yeah. Um, she so because she was so focused on helping her siblings get older, she kind of like neglected her own life. She didn't. I don't think she married my grandfather until she was 30 and didn't have children, I think, until 35, which was well, back then, ancient. Yeah. That's my grandfather, that was, too. That was the late 40s. He was still, like, ancient 30 back. years older yeah, than her. Yeah, it's like she's a, yeah. you know. Yeah, my grandmother had my mom at 35, and, and totally then, like, unheard which of was back, unheard of back, back in, like, the yeah. 50s. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. She was, yeah, like, my in, exactly. Was 40s, yeah. But it was his third marriage, and he was already, like, in his 60s, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But also, in terms of love, like... It's, I find it so funny that everybody loves to judge other people's relationships when we're all of our relationships. Yeah. Okay, at least I speak for myself. I have the most <laughs> like offbeat, like I choose some of the weirdest partners, but I mean, great, great people. Yeah. But like, everybody has their own weird things when it comes to relationships. Yeah. You know, we're all making sense of it. And, and, and if you're it's following, complicated. it's complicated. If you're following your heart, it's not usually going to be clean. It's usually, it's, it's usually messy. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah, you can absolutely not help me. Yeah. If you're true to your heart, like, mm-hmm. why do we fall in love with random people? I ask myself that all the time. It's such a bizarre... It's, who can explain and it? And I've never seen two people... Like, they were so in love. And, like, that's, what she did for oh him my God, when beautiful. he was sick was... I don't... I mean, I helped take care of him, but what she did was obviously a whole other yeah. level yeah. of oh taking care of somebody. And still, she. Tr- what was so beautiful about it was she treated him as if nothing was different. Like the kind of dignity that she gave that him is, as a partner was just something that I'm like, that is just uh, that is that's a goal. Love. That that's yeah. the love and and patience. Yeah. While well, she was probably suffering. Oh so God, much. she was exhausted. She had to wake up to give him injections. Uh, and she, she and she was probably so him. sad that yeah. she you know was he. But was, she was so she's so strong. My mom is too strong. 
Um, it's hard to know what's actually going on in her yeah, head because yeah. she's My so mom's like, quite similar. How yeah. is she now? Like five. Six years she's later, good. I mean, does she? she we talk about it again. Or? No, my mom's just, you know, big family. Um, a lot of, you know, people around her. My brother lives, ten minute drive away. I'm home a lot. And how old is she now? She's my her. mom's birthday's today. <laughs> she <laughs> just turned. I'm sure she won't care. Oh, your mom. What's her name? DM. Your mom's happy a, birthday, uh, DM. Happy Woo! birthday, and she's a Virgo, which is a big part of. I but would say, <laughs> having been literally you know, a little bit of astrology, Virgos are really hard to read because yeah. they are total, oh, she's impossible. they really, you know, they just, are, they want to always have yeah. it together, you know, yeah. and they're perfectionists and yeah. they're hard to read. So she's I, impossible I, to read. <laughs> when she called me. And they're me, so strong. I mean, they're such strong. When she called me to tell me my dad passed away, which like, I'm saying this and laughing because it's so like. Well, that's how it is with yeah, dads, you know? It's insane. She, yeah. she called me, she's like, so. I just, I just want you to know that daddy passed away. And I'm like, oh, well, you just said that like the calmest. Yeah, you're like, she, he's like, he stopped breathing. Everything's okay. I'm like, is everything oh okay? <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, the my way mom you're gets saying, a scary yeah. calm on scary bad calm. news, too. Yep. When she told me my dad had a heart attack, scary calm. I'm like, why are you being so calm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is happening? I think it's like to protect us. Yeah. But Do you I know what I mean? That. You're like, like be honest with Yeah, me. like, just lose, lose your fucking shit. Yeah. Like, like, be human. <laughs> why aren't you crying? Yeah, like, cry. She, she's emotional. so good at preparing herself. Yeah. She can know, like, well, it's the funeral. I'm just, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> like, no, no, you should. Like, yeah. It's okay. Like, you can cry. Everyone was she always like that? Oh, kind of always. Or, My mom do, is, do you think that had anything to do with you wanting to be an actress? Like, needing to get your emotions out because you're surrounded by people that maybe didn't man. show them? My dad was very emotional. Um, okay. My dad was like a, uh, you know, Worst. such a mushy, okay. loving... <laughs> Um, oh, how sweet to have he like, was, a male yeah, figure yeah. that's just so I saw my dad emotions. cry. That's um, really nice. Yeah, he was really, you know, kind of like a renaissance man artist, you know, Yeah, really open. Um, yeah, I had a lot of very honest, open conversations with him about life and love, oh, and he told me about his oh. first wife, and like, all of these really interesting... He sounds like such a great guy. He was so, yeah, really such a you know, interesting person, which is why I wish he was, like, like, there's so much I want to, like, know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that acting thing just came from, yeah, maybe more, like, wanting to free myself. I felt very, like, self-conscious and weird, and I thought, like, I could show different parts of myself through acting, and it'll be safe, because it's acting. Yeah. Um, it is like the, acting for me is like the safest space yeah. in the whole world. Because you like can't make I, a mistake. Yeah, there yeah, is no wrong. You're not wrong. It's a perfectly safe space. Like mm-hmm. you know the rules, you know the lines, you know everything that's supposed to happen, and then within that you get to play. Yeah, it's like magic. It's yeah. like a magic toy box. And you find you know <laughs> you find all these different aspects of yourself. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Know? And uh, it's scary awesome. what acting teachers tell you to like what you need to work on I once had an acting teacher that was like my freshman year at NYU she's like you need to um get angry she's like you get sad you always choose scenes where you get emotional in a a kind of sad way she's like I want you to push yourself to choose some work where you're like taking it out on someone yeah and I'm like oh man you're right this is why like it's my personality. It takes a lot to get me yeah, angry. Yeah, totally. They, you, but they I feel see. like you really explored yeah. that in Gold Star. That's what I tried. Anger. I tried to, like, yeah. That was really like a hallmark of that character yeah. was her anger. Yeah. She was an angry She was person. angry. Yeah. 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 
And I think, like, because when I was first started going to school, I hadn't dealt with a lot of stuff yet. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. like, oh my god, acting school, we're yeah. all just like, oh you're just, I just crying. Like, I cried for <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, I'm, so I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just crying. You're just crying, yeah. you're just emoting yeah. the, the whole time. time. I was like, I'm not good enough. <laughs> and after you're watching all these incredible actors, and you're like, I thought I was good, yeah. it's okay. It's so like, good. it's the weirdest watching. And you don't know who the hell you are. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. it's so painful. <laughs> so, yeah. when did you get into acting? Did you, in, I forget, were you a kid when you started acting? Yeah, I mean, like, minor, just school plays and stuff yeah. like that. But you knew you really liked it, right? I knew I loved it. I was much more age. into music, um, mostly because of my dad, um, mm-hmm. teaching me piano and kind of, like, not pushing me in that way, but just, like, making it very clear that he thought I was good enough to oh. go somewhere with it. So, yeah, and it was more like I really played piano a lot to please him also, to make him, like, proud of you know, how good I was. Did you like it, though, Pia? I liked it because I was good at it. Right, And it right. gave me confidence. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I liked being able to sit down and play something and know it was yeah, good. that's cool. But I didn't want... I got too nervous a lot of the time if the stakes were high, like crippling mm. anxiety, um, because I wanted it to be, like, the best. And it was oh, a lot... perfectionism. And, it's such a killer, isn't it? It killed me. Yeah. And I stepped back from it and started to focus on, like, soccer and acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot. Like, no one really knew how to place me in high school, because I was a jock, I was in band, and I was doing theater. Theater kid. Right. Yeah. So they're true. like, whoa, what do you do? <laughs> like, I do it all. You yeah. can't, like, who do you sit with at lunch? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was weird. So yeah. confusing. Yeah. And when I got into NYU for acting, they were all like, what? They didn't even, oh, so. No, I was really quiet about it. Yeah. Because oh, okay. I started coming into the city just to take acting classes without really telling anyone. Where did you take classes? At Weast Baron. It was like, oh, yeah, I know. On camera. I, I, I taught there for a little yeah. bit. But, uh, yeah, I know. That was better off. It was ever. fun. And it was good for teens. They and it was were... good for me to, like, see my work, too. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And just more, like, because in high school, it's not really, like, focused act I, at least my the high school I went to it wasn't like yeah you're not in the city work. you're in Connecticut yeah yeah but it's such a mixed bag you know like you don't know because you, if you're going to a good fairly good district like yeah. I had a pretty I would say generally actually really good acting uh like club that we did mm-hmm. all sorts of like one act plays and you know all and Shakespeare and then a big musical but and See, then we right. got to do, but it was like, I don't know why we just had a great acting program. There were a lot of other high schools in the I think, that didn't. So it's just mm-hmm. like, it depends on where kind you're of the luck of the draw, I think. Ours yeah. was mostly like focused on musical theater. I know, and that's what, like in junior high, it was like, only musical theater. It's such yeah. a, it's just so frustrating. You're like, yeah. I don't want to do just musical theater. I didn't want to do just musical theater. <laughs> I love watching musicals. Yeah, oh, me but too. But I, I yeah. never had yeah. a desire yeah. for that to be my yeah. thing. It's mm-hmm. not like. That's not the kind of performance. It's weird how that became the one major it thing is. that most high schools yeah. have. We did two things. It's so much safer. And it's fun. I mean, from like a, from like a parental standpoint, yes. you think about good, what, good call. Like the plays mm. that you have. I mean, like yeah. great plays are really wrought with like issues. I yeah. mean, like it's about even, conflict. Mm. So you're dealing with like sex and power. Right. And even like, with comedies, usually it's about relationships and things. sex. And, yeah. Right. But with a musical, it's just you can like kind of allude to it and then go into the interview and dance yeah exactly yeah. so it's like exactly. so much You're right. safer it's for so kids safe. it's, it's like so a PG safe. version of life <laughs> yeah you know with to music <laughs> yeah exactly with an yeah. upbeat tempo um so 
You got in NYU. I forget. We, I know we talked about this probably, but what's because I went to NYU. Right. So I did Strasbourg, and then right. I did Stone Street. The film and TV studio. Right. And how was right. how was that for you? Yeah, um, I cried a lot, Strasbourg. <laughs> a lot of crying. Makes sense. A ton of crying. Um, but I think, yeah, I learned a lot. It really just pushed me outside of my comfort zone. Like, movement class was very painful for me because I was so self-conscious and oh uncomfortable my in my own body. I was so uncomfortable in movement So to have class. to, like, look movement at myself. so hard for me. Like, oh, my God. physical. Getting out of my, getting out of my head yep. and into my body was And you're doing all these weird, school. I mean, I grew up dancing, yeah. but movement. And I, I remember being like, work. wait, we're not, it's not dance, it's just movement. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, oh, God. <laughs> It is, it, it's just, what is Painful. it about it? Like, gets to the Alexander, source of your physical yeah. insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. And I did masked drama just as an elective. Like, I, oh, yeah. yeah. And I knew it would be difficult for me, but that's why I did it. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to just, like, torture sure. myself. Yeah. Yeah. It was such <laughs> the hardest thing I can think of. Oh, God. Classes. I was like, yeah. why am I doing this? It's just two, it's two credits, but it's, like, the most painful thing for me every week. Um, I do things like that, too. Because it's just so, like... Especially mass drama was so over the top, and I'm Absolutely. like, that's not. But that was so good for me to do. A but. lot of the, you know, a lot of the things you're doing in, you know, acting conservatories, like there's bound to be at least a couple of them that just make you want to yeah. like run away. Yeah. I remember this one. It's so random, but we had to do scenes you guys. Where did you go? What studios? Um, playwrights okay. and ETW. And mm. ETW had to do a lot of a experimental lot. Oh, theatering. Yeah. A lot of stuff you were talking about before. You live in sweatpants. Performance. Yeah, it's just stuff. you just like, ah, roam around the room and like think about your death or, <laughs> yes. you know, like, and let's see yes. you, you know, go crazy. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> just, they just want to constantly like push you physically out of your, you know, head. But, um, um, this one random activity, you guys probably did this before, exercise, doing a scene in gibberish. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. And it made me so embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know did, what it was I about. I was overthinking I told the like, gibberish. How much gibberish can I think of? And you're just doing blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you just keep doing like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you just don't know what to do, you know? There, there would be things like that that would just make me embarrassed. Me too. I didn't know why. Did you have to do song and dance? I mean, um, the happy birthday exercise? I think so. That oh. sounds familiar. Is that where you... Um, oh, God. Tell us. I can I can walk you Remind through it because it was traumatic, but very, it's basically the point of the exercise is to is to it was traumatic. It is no, it's, it's to reveal your weaknesses as an actor. And so you want to oh, just God. you want to just run the fuck out the door. So You're basically, like, oh, like everyone cries at some point during it, not from like uh, acting crying, but because. It's like it everything you in you, it vulnerable. just like oh, rips you open. Oh my God, tell me what this is. So you, you stand on the stage and... By yourself. Um, by yourself by in front of an one. entire class. Okay. And you're supposed to um, vocalize happy birthday but not sing it. So like very yeah, just open. This like, is already happy making me nervous. And just really like as loud as you can but as relaxed and just like projecting. You say the word. And you say it like without moving... And, and then you have to, and then you like graduate from that and the teacher, um, so my like favorite acting teacher, Hope Arthur, who actually, she just passed away. She was brilliant, but she, um, walked me through this exercise. You add movement to it. So she'll say like, okay, now like move your arms to the left. And as you go up, then every single time now say the syllables. And it's basically like, it's the, the vocals combined with the movement kind of like. Uh, releases these things in you that is so freaky um and all of a sudden you feel like shaky and you don't know why and I don't really know how to describe it but I did it and she could immediately see like 
what was wrong. What did she tell you? Yeah. Oh, God, I don't remember. Yeah, like, something about, take like, out and something about, there's no problems. My relaxation, <laughs> she could see, like, where I was tense mm. and why. Um, you, you weren't, like, enough in your body and fluid. I think so, and, like, yeah. It was, like, relaxed. a disconnect. Got it. Um, I she see. was so great that okay. way. Like, she could I really just... So it was now. just doing something slightly, like, elongated and embarrassing to really get the heart of, like, what makes you uncomfortable, kind yeah. of, it seems like. Kind of? Sounds sort kind of, of Sort like of. It. I don't There's know. There's so many... There's so many yeah. weird so things many exercises school like that's that. just oh. meant to humiliate you sometimes. Right. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Um, to push you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. But it's all good. Like, uh, I'm really happy I went to NYU um, in the long run, but yeah. a lot of it, like, I wish I was in a better place mentally when I went there and more confident in myself. I know. I, feel like I would have got more out of though. it. I know. It's I always painful. wish I would have, like, taken it off a few years and then got it. centered yeah. at that I know. age? And I, I know at 18, 19, No one is. I, I mean, walked around freshman year with, like, a lanyard and my ID in it, outward facing. Like, a I what? was... Like the the like you you have wore your ID like I wore my ID around my what? neck. Like What's the I was like I want to lose it. <laughs> Clearly, like as a seventeen year old just moving here, that's like rob me, please. Just like I don't <laughs> no, know. I, know I, lost. You didn't... I don't know where I'm going. Please. Oh my god! I'm I mean, 17. like I lived in like pajama pants at Acting Conservatory. Like <laughs> I you think know, everyone in college lived in pajama. pants. I did. Pants. I was in like bright I purple, definitely went to all pants. my AM classes in pajama pants. <laughs> I still <laughs> have my like, yeah. Anything before noon, I was yeah. wearing pajama pants. Absolutely. Yeah, that seems is that a college thing? That's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I lived in sweatpants. It was yeah, really great to get the get the guys. So when <laughs> so you went then you went to Stone Street yeah. at, towards the end, which mm-hmm. is the at NYU is a studio. I don't know if it still exists. I think it does. Yeah. Is the studio yeah. that's focused on film and TV, the only one. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but acting? Acting. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. But uh, okay. and I think you would um, Is I, that one of the newer take, ones? It was it's been around I think for at least twenty years. Oh, it has. I think it just okay. had a twenty year anniversary. Yeah, because I think okay. it was newish when I started going. But I think it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't go there twenty years ago. I turned. Um, <laughs> I just graduated. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm twenty three. It's exciting. <laughs> the world is so bright and beautiful. The world is my answer. Um, I got into NYU but didn't go because I, I know. Expensive. I think we've yeah, and you probably did a smarter thing. Yeah, I mean that's um, that's part of me being like, well, I'm glad I went. And now it's London. like I think it's like double the price of when I went there. It's, it's insane. Like, I could have made it's like nine movies. Like, it really is obscene. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, but a house. Yeah. I could have been living oh, in a beautiful it's house. It's crazy. It is so expensive. Um, so when you graduated. What was that like? What were oh, you like? Yeah, now ter- I'm gonna be a big star. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, now I'm gonna be a big star, and it totally and then didn't happen. You're not a big star. No, I'm not. No, I was like, now I'm gonna start a theater company. It's gonna be huge. It's like, yeah, sure. You have so much. All of those, all the, all, every single acting, so much ambition, and no vision of what their life is awareness. gonna be like, and just completely yeah. myopic. Like, I'm gonna do it. I'm and just. All these it. other people haven't done it because they're lazy or like make bad choices. Like, I'm gonna work harder <laughs> yeah. than everyone. Also, I will say this like bad thing about NYU: they didn't prepare us well I, 
I, I that this drama com- school does. On like, any it's sex. Like insane. I've had this conversation like, about a million times, but it's yeah. I, it is agreed. I, I don't think. I think, is there a school out there that really is preparing? People I think probably for like, graduate programs do, but yes, I, but showcases. But everyone should be in the showcase, right? They have, so they have one main stage showcase at NYU. It's like I ten believe, people. I was going to say, is it ten or twenty? It's, it's like, like it's no, like ten or twenty, 20. and you, and you're dealing with I don't two hundred acting at least two hundred, I think, per class. So it's like oh, so not everyone gets in. No, no it's ten audition. or twenty. You I don't. You know what? I think I wait. Need, I don't understand. Ten or twenty what students out of. 200. Oh, so not everyone gets to showcase? No. That's bullshit. You yep. pay all that money to go to NYU and yep. you don't get to and showcase? And I didn't know that. I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's the whole reason I got an agent in New York is because I went to a conservatory post-college well, and went to, and I yeah, was in a showcase that's and, a big, and got an agent out of it. That's a big I would part not of. have had, like, legitimate theater, theater film TV auditions. That's and why so many showcase. NYU students are bitter. I think. Yeah, that That's that literally crazy. is probably. I did not know that. They should do several showcases. They should have a week of showcases they and say this have, is group they A. Yeah, this is group everybody. B. They That's just everyone. They just should. Yeah, they. You know, I don't know how they would do it. Maybe get the studios to do it, but like, just do it. You What's know? ridiculous is it's like we all got in. Okay. Yeah. We all went through the same training. For four right. years. We yeah. all should be in the showcase. Yeah. Like, yeah. why delineate right. talent at the end? That's right. crazy. When we all... We, we all just You all prepared us years. the same way. Yeah. Wow. It's really yeah, no, stupid. absolutely. That's harsh. I have heard, I think, crushing. certain studios, I think, maybe were geared towards... Stone Street had meetings. Right. I know Stone Street did. I also heard Atlantic did a little did bit. Did they? Which always made me curious what it would have mm-hmm. been like to go somewhere like that. Everyone that I know yeah. that went to Atlantic was happy with the Yeah, I feel like, like I feel like they did some more career-oriented yeah. mm-hmm. stuff. I know, I know a bunch of people um, that liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I don't know. I think Clarence has changed drastically since all, I went there. All of it has, really. Yeah. I think a lot of them have. And mm-hmm. a few of them don't exist anymore, yeah. I, I think. And then Cap 21, Cap 21 is no longer. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so you don't have the musical theater anymore mm-hmm. at yeah. Tisch, right? No. Just really? This, Not at all? Just at the School of Education, which is oh, kind of confusing. Oh, that's totally different, yeah. too, though. But they have, like, a whole music so department strange. at the School yeah, of Education. Yeah, because Cap gone, because Cap was, like, a big... Like, yeah. oh, that, that kid is there clearly so at Cap 21. There were so many people that came... Yeah, like, yeah. that was, like... Like machine, yeah, for a while, cranking out like Broadway yeah. people. Yeah, and, I know. It's yeah. Interesting. I don't know. So, did you start working on your film like pretty much right after? Um, so I graduated in two thousand eight, and then I kind of was trying really hard for the acting thing. I got a bunch of like indie films, yeah. some really some stuff that I'm proud of, but nothing that like hit big or mm-hmm. made anyone care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's just, you know, I got frustrated really quick because yeah. I was auditioning for a lot of stuff and I was like, I don't even want this. Yeah. Like, this is, I can't get excited about this. It's I feel ho- like I just. I feel like I overcomplicated auditions a lot of times. Oh, because me too. they were like I so simple. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I'm going to make this yeah. into the best role. Yeah. And like, they really just wanted the girl to say, here's your latte. Yeah, like, you especially know? like <laughs> TV, right? Oh, absolutely. All those well, little... you go to, I went to, you know, conservatory, it's like. Chekhov and Shakespeare and you're learning all these rich roles and then like you get something and it's like the line is like hi sir can I help you and you're like yeah. I'm gonna make this how do the I best yeah. I how can I help you well, like, like this person is really going through it and she's what? got a rough day and her backstory is you know like, like that's a paradox with acting school it's and then auditioning for these teeny tiny little TV roles yeah just like a real person and you just want to serve you're supposed to just serve the script it really yeah. has nothing to do yeah. with you it's not yeah. a complicated role they I just want, want a version of you 
look yeah. like what they want it to look yeah. like. Yeah. And to just do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, I was like... I always... Totally the things I always booked were the things that I, like, literally had no time to prepare for. Yeah. Because they were, like, the ones that I couldn't... Yeah. For me, it was like... My head. Yeah. For me, it was like, I'm not going to get this anyway. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, no oh, you in, oh, that attitude. You, yeah. Oh, no, I had, like, the opposite problem of, like, this is the role that will change everything. And I was, like, stress over it and, like, learn my lines perfectly and then, like, go in there and, like, freak out because I had so much time with well, them. I would like, do that was... for the ones I cared about. For the ones that I didn't really, like, care that much about, sometimes I would get them because I'd be so relaxed I wouldn't care. Mm, right. And yeah. they'd be like, oh, she's so natural. It's like, I, I always care. booked the ones that I was, like, literally looking at the sides for the first time on the subway. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like, but never the ones where because it's know, like a lie. Yeah. for days. It, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Just, I don't know. It's just so oh, frustrating. auditioning is such a weird <laughs> world. It's such a weird world. It right, is a weird world. Right after I wrapped my film, I had this like insane sense of confidence. I went to because I was like, I've been behind. Like, I just I can do this. this. I, could, I could. I'm gonna go. Like, I'm gonna do it. So I auditioned for a film. And I walked in, and they're like, oh, we want you to do a monologue. And I hate it. I honestly, I hate doing monologues. monologues. I hate yeah. it. Any film that asks you to do a monologue, yeah. you don't know anything about it. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, this is They're stupid. just like, they don't, they yeah. don't need anything. Like, so I said to them, I was like, can I just, like, tell you a story and talk to you as, like, a human? Because <laughs> isn't that what a monologue is? They're like, oh, okay. And I did that, and then I booked it. Whoa. <laughs> they ended up cutting my role from the film later, so oh. I didn't oh. get in it. But I was like, oh, that worked. <laughs> Like, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. do that interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like, take over no, and be like, you know the thing you wanted? I'm gonna do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like your idea. Yeah, this, yeah. this is what I'm gonna do. But it was like and an indie film. Me. It wasn't like yeah. a yeah, TV yeah, yeah. show where yeah. I sure, sure, sure. So. But Yeah, like a pro casting director would be like, um, yeah, you no, it wasn't. <laughs> there, was, there, there was no casting director. It was just the director okay. and producers. Yeah, yeah. And I got a good vibe from them that, yeah, they, that they would totally. be cool with it. But um, yeah, I'm not a total like no, no. <laughs> I haven't been doing my lives. I don't know if they learned that. I hope you oh have because you're listening. But if I could do sides for a movie, oh, I mean, like, mama, yeah. what is this? What are we, oh. community theater? Yeah. <laughs> if I had to do a monologue right now, it would just I don't no know more monologues. Oh, They're the most boring thing. It's so stupid. To do a monologue well, that doesn't show that you can act in the film. It's like you can no. do that monologue well. Yeah. yeah. That's what that shows. Right. You just did the monologue. Like, yeah. Well yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're auditioning. Had you ever done any sort of like writing or directing before? I've always been writing, but... Uh, Screenplays? Or Screenplays other and short stories. In, in college, you were just doing it In that college, for fun I was own. doing it for like, fun. You were just interested. Like, you didn't have classes. You just. I had creative writing classes oh, okay. where I would write, like, a lot of short stories and some screenplays. Even, like, when oh, I really? Were those really classes cool you were just taking outside of your BFA, or were they part of so the program? So, for Tish, they make you take a lot of academic classes Yeah, also. they sort of, like, it's sort of a balance. It's a half of a, and half. About, okay. um, so you yeah. had, like, English classes that you were able to take as well? Yeah, I took a ton of literature like classes that. and writing okay. classes that I loved. Um, so did you know in college you wanted to make films? or did you? Think I, you were just I've always known I've wanted to make films. Oh, okay. I've always been terrified to make films. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I thought, like, there's something I don't know. I'm not, I can't be the authority of that because I, I just don't know it. And I'm going to screw it up. And it's gonna, I was just so much fear. So it's like acting I could wrap my head around. Right. That's like the idea. I just have to show up and act. I'm not in control of like tons of stuff. It was the idea of directing that intimidated you. Like, oh, you have to be an expert on all these things, kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, like I have to know how to talk to cinematographers. I have to know cameras. I have to know this tech stuff. (laughs) Yes, and I was just paralyzed. 
Yeah, I think that's what stops a lot of women. Yeah. Whereas but guys are like, I'm going to play with the toys. But it's so <laughs> interesting because it's really not about that. No, like, it's all not. All you really have no. to have is a vision, and mm-hmm. you know how to pick the right people to surround yeah. yourself to make that vision. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, like, it's almost like this myth that, that people have created around the director that makes yeah. it, like, yeah, I mean, seeped in like, what do they actually do? Yeah. All they're really doing is being the boss. Like, yeah. they're not even, they don't have to know what they're doing. Right. They're just, they have them. to have a, an idea and how to tell a bunch of people to implement that idea. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it helps them when you learn a little bit about cinematography. And it For helps sure, but you don't you have to know no. those things. No. And it helps and when you have vision, that obviously. know where your weak points are. Right, exactly. That can talk to you and collaborate. And you can talk about, like, the emotional through line or, like, the, I don't know, the conceptual, visual, you know, the way it's supposed to look and feel mm. and breathe. Then I think that that's all... Like yeah. that's a lot of it, yeah. you know. It, it's but it, it, yeah. it seems you don't so have to like know the newest Sony ca- oh, or yeah. Canon it, right. on the uh, you yeah. know. But I think that like, is the but, myth. But I think people it's funny you do end up learning that. that. No, of course. <laughs> but uh, but again, I right. think I could be wrong. But I think this is I think this is a woman issue. I think women. Are intim- I don't think guys get intimidated by the idea of being a boss. Yeah. Of course, yeah. there are some guys out there who do. But I think with I think women, right. it's like, to be the boss, like, I have to know all these things. And I think we kind of, sometimes, someone That whole perfectionist thing. You're ourselves. not good enough. Yeah. You don't know like, enough. I don't know enough yet ready. to be able to say Absolutely. that I am a director. And, yeah. and, and we all fucking know there are men and women that are looking to just put you down when you're a woman boss. If you're not being boss good enough or the way that they think you're supposed yeah. to be. Absolutely. I, you know, when I started directing, I started directing as a teenager. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing directing for a bunch of stupid little theater companies in the city in my early 20s. And I had an, a, at least a couple times, mainly older women, usually women, older, yeah. mm-hmm. who would tell me, you got to be more bossy when you're talking to your actors. Or you got to be more authoritative. you got to no, be louder. You do you know? whatever your style is. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is like the absolute the, opposite of what really works. And the irony was... <laughs> absolutely. still fear in the people that are supposed to be the most vulnerable absolutely. on screen. Yeah, like but if you do that, they will give a good performance. <laughs> this was the, like, you know, their own fucking issue. Yeah. But they decided really. as a woman they had to be this way. And the irony is... I, I mean, and I can say this, and I rarely can, like, I rarely chew my own horn, but, like, all those dumb little plays I did were all great. Like, the best plays <laughs> of whatever the dumb showcases Toot were. Your you know what I mean? Like, do it. But it was just, like, and I did you it my should. own fucking way. It was yeah. like, no, bitch. Like, I'm still going to do a good play. <laughs> just because I'm not yelling at my actors or I'm not loud or angry enough, whatever the dumb adjectives you want right. to choose, that you decided. Like the being humble thing. Oh, Why yeah. do we fight that so much? Like, you did something great, just own it. Oh, I know, I know. Absolutely. That's definitely so hard for me. It's like, hard for I'll me, tell, too. I have a list of all things like, I don't like about myself. Bragging? Oh, I know. Yeah. Again, probably a woman thing. A little bit more yeah. than a guy. I mean, some guys are humble. Yeah. Definitely more women are. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to sound like a bitch. We don't want to seem like we're too confident. Yeah. Because too confident is like... It's like she's full of herself. Oh, my God. It's really no, hard to know where to be, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I think as a, as a successful, powerful, beautiful woman, like, it's mm. literally hard to know, to, to like, so own your space. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and have men like and respect you and women like and respect you equally is like the where it's yeah. a very hard line it's a very hard place to be in you're like i definitely it definitely in your mind you're like it definitely involves modesty 
You know, like, I definitely have to be like, oh, you think I'm attractive or you think I'm talented? Oh, my God. That's amazing. Thank you. And that literally has to come from a genuine place where we can see right through it if you're not, you know? And of course, we're all really insecure a lot of times, so it is genuine, but it's like, but it is true. If you have a moment of confidence. No, but if you are super insecure, you're not completely on your space, so that's like the Oh, I know, right. So finding the balance, I know. It's true. For me, like, uh, on set, especially because it was such a personal film, I, the, right before we started shooting the first day, I called everyone to, into the room and I basically said, like, this is a movie about family and struggles and, like, we're all a big family right now and I want you to know that, like, we're all in this together. And it was really just, like, treating people like people and not, like, you're here to serve my vision. Absolutely. Like, we're all going to be working really hard and I respect all of you and thank and I like thanked everyone in advance. So it's like and I have friends for life from this film. I'm, and sure. I'm so excited to keep working with these oh, people. Um, so but yeah, I don't I don't know. And obviously conflicts happen, but it's like reminding yourself that, you know, we're all people and how you know, treating people with respect and um, realizing how hard people work so hard on a film shoot. Oh, I know. It's, it becomes it's ridiculous. Like, I think of it as running a little country. Yeah. Or an oh, army. Nice. You know? Like, yeah. it feels, it really does feel like you're running, or running, like, you know, yeah. a government. You yeah. know, it feels like you have all these different departments, mm-hmm. even on an indie, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're smaller in an indie, yeah. but they're different departments. But they have different And they're all jobs, working yeah. together to form one thing. It's, mm. I, I, that's so exciting to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I haven't directed something in a long time, and I am like, I feel like... I'm craving heroin. You know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> I need to get back on set. Like, I, I just, I miss it so much. Yeah. I just miss it so much. I just haven't done it in so long. Mm. And I did it, you know, mainly consistently for probably, I mean, it's hard to say, but at least 10 to 15 years between theater and film. Yeah. I'm just like, I haven't directed in years. And I'm like, it's so weird to me. I know. I'm going to. I'm writing a new show, it. so I'm yeah. going to. Oh, but, um, but, yeah. So when did you do... You, did you direct something before Gold Star? Or no. You didn't do any shorts? No. That is like maybe the ballsiest thing Amazing. I think I've ever heard of. I, it, yeah, it was kind of... Losing my dad made me You were just like, lose all fear. fuck it. I was like, he, I just... Something terrible happened. What's the worst thing that could happen to me? Yeah. I had worked behind this, the camera in a lot of various roles. Oh, you had? What so I had you, assistant what directed... Is, like, I did everything from PA to set photography. No, when did you okay. yeah, like supervisors? So in the next step that. auditioning, you also started booking I just wanted to be like, set. Behind, like, as crew. Yeah. Okay. Was that... Did you know that was so you could direct... Or did you not know why you were doing that? Yes and no. I just really wanted to be involved in... I, I've always loved film. Like, m- more so than theater, which kind of made me oh, weird at NYU. Like, mm. I probably should have gone to the film school. I Well, I eventually went back to yeah. film school and grad school because I was similar. I think I didn't really want to accept that. I love theater. And yeah. I did it for years and I'll hopefully do more of it. But I was... I always had film as my, my brain just thinks of images and movies. Did and you grow up watching a lot of films? Oh, nonstop. Yeah, me my too. Fam- every weekend, my family would go see at least one movie. Like, some days we'd be like, let's see two movies today. Right. What my are film, some of my your... Family similar. We always yeah. ask this. Like, oh, what are gosh. some of your, like, yeah. touchstones from childhood or films? From childhood? Just, just films yeah, that really stand out for you. Oh, God. Some, like, I mean, I was really obsessed with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was little. Lord of the Rings is great. Oh, it's like a teenager. That's a pretty major... Yeah, that was like a big one, which, you know, I was a big nerd. Um, I loved Star Wars. I loved um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I would watch any cowboy movie with my dad. Like what? Uh, well, ironically, like Magnificent Seven. Oh, that's so cool. Um, it must have been really so cool getting surreal. him. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I kept so saying, weird. like, my dad knows it's did a you, sign. Did you want to get him? Or did you go yeah, out he him? Was, yeah, he was, he yeah. was like yeah. your top choice. Yeah. That's so cool that so you got it was, that. Yeah, it was really, that's amazing. I was, yeah. I was just like, wow, this happened fast. Because uh, I thought that would be the most difficult role to cast. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I... All sorts of different movies. It's hard to really... Lord of the Rings, I would say, is the big the big one for me. Um, when I watched that, I thought, like, wow, movies can be so... Um, I don't know. Like, such a big uh, scope can mm-hmm. touch on such human yeah. things of, um, you know, I feel like I'm not in control, but I could actually change the world kind of yeah. thing that I really connected to in those movies. Um yeah, so I really was obsessed with them. Like, I would get movie gift cards for my birthday and spend the whole thing just watching Lord of the Rings. I would go, like, ten times. And just, just see it. I'd bring, like, new wow. friends. I'd be like, um, I want to go see it. I'd bring, like, my aunt. I'd say, I want to go see Lord of the Rings. That is amazing. So that was, like... Lord of the Rings was, like, your film school. <laughs> I mean, kind of, like, it was bad. Wow. I was obsessed. Um, so that would definitely be, like, the big, the big one when I was, a. Uh, teenager young when did that come out like 2001 I think was the first one um so yeah but that that definitely like really changed me and I think it's kind of what made acting kind of like when I was late teen mid-teens or however old I was I was like oh I want to really want to be in movies but I think my brain just wanted to make movies and didn't realize it (laughs) yeah um or maybe both definitely both like I miss acting but um yeah, I don't know, and I just, I, I'll watch anything. I think you can learn something from totally from any movie. Um, Is there certain genres that speak to you? I mean, it's not, I mean it sounds uh, like the, you um, know, I, I've been adventure. really watching a lot of, um, not lately though, adventure more when I was younger. Right. right now I've been, really love Kelly Reichardt's films, mm. which are the opposite of, you know, <laughs> right. your typical adventure film. It's like characters... Yeah, you know, was it certain women? Really is that right? certain women was her most yeah. recent one, which made me sob. I watched it alone here, and oh. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I haven't seen either. There's a I won't say anything, but there's a moment in the film that's so true to real life, but it's not what you what movie characters would do. It's what would happen in real life, mm. and it made it so heartbreaking because mm. you rarely see characters on screen do what happens in real life they do it like cliche they do like yeah, what, right. what would happen in a movie yeah yeah and i was just sobbing i was like oh my god life and love and oh god it's so painful um <laughs> so really into that i've been i've been like i tore through twin peaks so oh, now i've been into like one? yeah the, well i've seen the original yeah. and then the movie and then yeah. the new one kind of like absolutely wrecked me also in a very like <laughs> existential kind of way yeah um, and then I've been watching a lot of noir films. I don't know, like oh, interesting. Just diving into you're all over the map. I'm all over the map. Like I just <laughs> want to watch. I just want to find like good stuff in every it sounds genre. Like you're, it sounds like you're in your mini film school phase. You're like <sighs> I'm watching everything. I'm watching ready. everything. Like I, awesome. I'm. Uh, I don't know if you guys are belong to Filmstruck, but I'm just tearing. No, oh, no but I just that's weird. I just read about it today. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. It's like just as expensive as Netflix, but it has oh. every Criterion film and TCM. What? 
when did it start? Films start. Probably a year ago now. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah they have yeah. a so do a free, free amazing month. Yeah. Films. Okay. How much is it? Sign up tomorrow. Between ten and twelve a month, I think. Nice. Maybe yeah. Film Struggle sponsor our podcast. Hey, Film Struck, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> make a little commercial for you now. <laughs> we love you, Film Struck. So, what's that you say? <laughs> film Struck. Better than Netflix? Oh my god, yeah, amazing. Actually, I'm sorry, it is. Like, no, I know it sounds like, I mean, yeah. I, when I was seeing some of the films, I said, I'm like, I gotta That's get awesome. this shit. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I, get this shit. That's a little bit of a I'm gonna get this shit. <laughs> get get So oh, you were doing yeah. all these different things on film sets. Yeah. And um, when did you know you wanted to make your own film? So it was a slow progression. I started writing it with the intention to just act in it as a showcase um, for myself as an actor because I was getting really frustrated and I'm like, I got to take more control of my career. Um, (laughs) Control. Control. I need control. (laughs) But uh, yeah, and then um, I started to interview directors and I started to just realize, whoa, I, I wrote this. I know what the story is. I wrote it with location in mind. I, I, I couldn't fall asleep at night because I could see the movie in my head. Yeah. I could see how it was cut together in my head. Um, and the more I talked to people, the more I was like, oh, no one's going to work on this as hard as I am. I'm just going to like, this This movie's my life um, in many ways. So I, um, yeah, I just said, I got to do it. And there's that fear, like, of wearing all the hats and saying, like, oh, well, she thinks she can do everything. I was so afraid of being judged, of yeah. being, like, what, what do you is think she doing? Are you expert? <laughs> and some people said to me, like, I would get coffee meetings with other filmmakers, and some people said, like, oh, don't, don't do it. Don't direct it. That's a huge <laughs> mistake. And I'm like, yeah, but other people have done it. Like, yeah. I'm not breaking Guys do it all the time. Guys do it. No one ever criticizes all the, the guys. Yeah, guys, guys like Lena do it. Dunham's, you know, she does it, and, I don't know. There, I, in film school, there was like, don't act in your own stuff, don't act in your own stuff. And of course, of yeah. course, there would be at least one guy in every class who'd be like, well, I'm going to act in my own stuff, because yeah. I want to act in my stuff. And I'd always think, but I want to act in my stuff, too. <laughs> but I'm, I'm following the rules, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean... Yeah, in film school, it's like if there are rules, but you know, yeah. for me, I could do it's my like, whatever. And it was the best decision of my life. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy I did. And I, and I thought like if someone's gonna screw it up, it might as well be me because yeah. at the end of the day, I'd rather hold myself responsible than somebody else for my my story. That's of course so me and so about what I went through and losing my dad and so personal. Um, and yeah, and then there was that layer of like, losing a parent makes you realize, even though my father was so much older, like how short life is, because I, th- I, I, could, I could step outside of his life and see everything he did, and then I think to myself, what were his regrets? Mm. So I thought to myself, I think I'll regret it if I don't direct Do you know movie. what his regrets were? <sighs> no, interesting. I don't think it's a regret, but I had many conversations with him about art. And he said, I wish I could decide more between piano and painting. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I can't, I love them both so much that I feel like if I chose one, 
maybe I could have just gone after that rather than doing everything. Oh. Um, he's like, and I never found my style. I, I feel like I never found my voice as a painter. Oh. Which is interesting because um, you are like a, a hyphenate as yeah, well. Yeah. Like you haven't really entirely chosen either. Right. But for him it was completely different. Like, that's true. Yours film. is at least right. in the like, same like, genre. Different yeah, exactly. yeah, that's yeah. true. His was that's like yeah. painting and music. Right. Completely right. different. Almost like he should have been in film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. He's good to like us film yeah, people. Yeah. Um, oh, but I don't think my dad would have made good movies. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, he loved. He loved um, really bad movies. Um, oh, really? Like B movies. Like- oh, like there was right before his stroke. There was this movie he loved called Arm Legends of the Night Templar, which was like a three and a half hour movie. <laughs> oh my god, a three and a half hour movie about the Crusade Crusades. Okay. And it looked oh. like low budget Crusades movie. Like, not. I'm <laughs> sorry to be. Spe- I shouldn't be. What did he love about. about it? My dad loved epics. Okay. It didn't oh. matter how good or bad it was. Like, it was- if it had people on a horse, <laughs> people with a cowboy hat, people with swords, he was. <laughs> It's so cute. I think that might be because my dad. I mean, obviously, little younger than your dad. Yeah. I mean, he just eats up westerns, but I think also the epic thing. I Mm -hmm. think it's a generational thing, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit. That's adorable. I think so. Yeah. Um. So when you so you're writing your script and you decide you decide you're going to direct it. Had you ever directed actors before? I'm I'm so curious about that. (laughs) How did you? So how did you prep for it in a way that sort of made you feel confident constantly questioning intentions um, yeah you're, coming, you're t- yeah. treating it like an actor yeah treating it like an actor which is great prep for yeah, yeah absolutely. exactly i think actors so and meeting with the actors actor. too and saying to them like what do you think like really valuing everyone coming to the table and, and saying like what do you think of this scene what would your you know what are your thoughts like here are my like let's collaborate and meeting with everyone separately so yeah. that when, like, the big scenes come together, um, everyone knows exactly, like, what their intentions are and right. things like that. So we didn't have a big enough budget or time for, like, rehearse- formal rehearsals, but I had intense conversations with all the actors about the film, and um, I really opened up about my own life, which I think made everyone really, you know, we had conversations about all of these things we're talking about, which I think made everyone really comfortable and connected and trusted me too mm-hmm. um so yeah I don't know I just approached it like I would acting school really and and then thinking about the visual stuff with my cinematographer completely separate from the actors um and really preparing with him ahead of time to know that all of that was set so that while we were working together on set yeah I could just you know check the frame say yeah that looks good and then focus on the acting and working with the actors um but yeah, it's tough because the budget wasn't huge. There was not a lot of time to work with the yeah. actors ahead of time. So it was really like, thank God we cast great people mm-hmm. because I feel like after those conversations and we were on the same page, it was just a matter of working with them on set and trying different things. They could just bring it. That, they could yeah. just bring it. Yeah. How did you get a producer? I don't know. Or Through people I met, I just saying, um, I want to make this movie. Um, who do you know? Who have you worked with that you like? Um, yeah. And you're just taking meetings and just talk. I feel like when you're making a movie, you're, just, you're talking about the movie nonstop. You're pitching, <laughs> you're pitching it in different 
ways. Yeah, it's yeah, just like I'm just laughing because I yeah, know, I know that. Yeah, it's, it's even true. like an informal <laughs> way of pitching. Like it'll come up in a conversation. And it's just well, it's what yeah. you're doing. It's actually what you're, you're doing. doing. It's like not that. even trying. to It takes over. It. Like it, it exactly. Is. It's just like it literally is like. On, but that's what, what it is. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not trying to pitch it. It just comes up in a conversation, and someone will say, "Oh, you should talk to this person." It's true. And you're like, "Oh, you're right. Cool. Yeah. Give me their info." And things just happen. Where people just come to you. Yeah. You know that like somehow yeah know yeah. you're doing it and right. want to be a part of it yeah, yeah. so things kind of like snowballed like that that's great um but yeah it was uh I don't know like it's it's interesting to see like it grow from being such a personal thing that I was writing alone um with my dad and then with my dad there my dad wasn't writing it obviously mm-hmm. but like before he passed away and then um, yeah, it's such a surreal thing to, like, be on set, to be directing it, acting in it, and then see, like, all the moving pieces and be like, oh my god, right. all these people believe in me, and I was so intimidated after we cast Robert Vaughn, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I gotta, like, bri-. intimidated, but also it gave me confidence, it was like this weird, sure. like, loop, of course. because it was like, of oh, he said yes, it must be, it, it, I have to have something here. Yeah. Like to be in when you're like watching things unfold, but yeah. also just sort of in awe of them. Yeah. I, I feel like that right now in the yeah. midst of my film. Like just the fact that I found first funding on my film, yeah. I'm like someone yeah. believes in me enough like, to like, put money in my bank, you know, for this film. And it's so crazy. It's yeah. like such a weird feeling. It's so many emotions because it's validating. Absolutely. And it's scary too because now like yeah. you have to do them justice. Absolutely. Like yeah. you have people's yeah. money. You are responsible Absolutely. for so, investors. It's so true. To not like right. make their money like back the fun, and like, the rest just, of it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it's it's being responsible too. Like, Absolutely. You hire professional actors. You want to make, you got to make them look good. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the more people you bring on it's like it's a re- it's a responsibility absolutely so yeah how did you sure. get Robert yeah so we hired um, Judy Bowman uh, to cast the film and yeah she reached out to his manager with the scripts and awesome. it was like really seamless and quick it's amazing um, did you give her a list of your like your ideal actors yeah together we made a list of people that we thought um, you know could play it and were right physically with the age and um, and then did you just make an offer? Like, did you have um, did you have money in like an escrow account? Yeah, yeah we or had money and made an offer. And um, where did your first yes. investors come from? Like, where did you have the money? First from? investors were people that I knew, um, family. Yeah, and then the bubble gets bigger. Right. So once you get like the first people, then they tell people. Right. Or producers help out, obviously, and. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, and, and I think, like, every step of filmmaking is how to make your little bubble get bigger. Of course. Yeah, yeah. and it's like that. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a juggling act. It's a juggling act. <laughs> it's all a catch-22. Sure. Also. Yeah. Like, how do you get that without having anything? Yeah. And, yeah. So we also did a Kickstarter. Okay. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, to raise, like, a small portion to pay for, like, casting and okay. um, things like that. And then I held two in-person, um, like... Fun fundraising events, one in Connecticut and one oh. in Manhattan, to um, you know build also all like building audience and trying to yeah. get people excited. How did those go? Good, but it's a lot of like I wouldn't recommend the in-person I know, those, events. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work things. for not a ton of money. Yeah, you don't end up making that much money. You get like, like people. It interested. was a couple thousand. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Right. For the amount of work. Each one I got. For months of work. For a month to plan a thing. Right. There's so much other things you could be doing When you break that down, you're like, maybe I should have gotten a good job at blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a hard time now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I learned a lot. Like, I, I, I think it was all really worthwhile Totally. Um, yeah, of course. To just like keep trying things and just just trying to keep momentum going, which is oh, so difficult because you know it's it's a marathon and not a sprint. Like you're battling exhaustion a lot of the time and just constantly, especially like when you're done with the film. Yeah, that's when it's like oh, reminding yourself why why did I make this? Why did, why I, did I even I make, make this? this? Why? Yeah. Why? I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I hate the movie. Like, you go, it's like, I hate it, I love it, I hate it, I love it. Um, Yeah, just, and that's why I knew, like, even going back to directing it, I knew no one was going to stick with this. Like, it's been six years since I started writing it. Mm. So, no director would stick with a film that long. It was going to be me working on it at the end, no matter what. It was your passion. It was my passion, and I felt like if I didn't make the movie, I would fall apart and die. (laughs) (laughs) So, how long did it all take? How long did it take to write the script, and how long did it take pre-production? I mean, the script never uh, stopped evolving, but I'd say between starting to write the script and bringing on producers like a year and a half oh it's not that long that's um, a great yeah a year and a half and then um and then a year and a half after that shooting um, getting it all together in the gym yeah I think so I feel like both those are pretty fast mm-hmm. or maybe two really years really fast two years to shoot I think I think it was two, two years, years to start to shooting to get and now like on. so where is it being released so we're gonna do a week at Cinema Village that's in awesome. November in New York. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's so and great. then we're going to play the Lemley That's in amazing. LA. What? When Just for like a, there? we're doing a premiere screening on November 20th. November 20th. I'm going to try to go. So please come. I'll, yeah. Obviously. But okay. That's amazing. Um, and VOD also, um, which I can't say anything about. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're still. Well, that's exciting though. But, um, that's yeah. That's great though that you have like a small I'm so, release. I'm sorry. That's yeah. Huge. It's going to, and I'm planning like, it's just going to be like really good Q&A's. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and Cinema Village has been really helpful in planning stuff and being um, very, like, you know, we're going to promote it and do, you know, whatever Q&As you want, and we can help organize that for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just really surreal. I don't know. It's it's cool. It's, mm. it's hard to, like, enjoy it, too, honestly, yeah. because it's, it's so much It's so much work. work. And it's so much like tedious, tedious kind of, like, paperwork yeah. stuff. I yeah. understand. I felt like that Constant so much. Constant emails. The emails and the yeah. phone yeah. calls that, like, phone calls that are just out, like, they have to just happen. Everybody like, has to be in contact. Doing something else, just, and then, like, phone rings, it's and I'm a like, lot. oh, God, I gotta take this call. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I felt like that going to Tanzania, because I was, you know, like, um... I've been dreaming about going to Tanzania to, sh- to work mm. on my film for like, years, yeah. and then I finally went. But I had so much to do that it was. I mean, it was it was great, but it was also like not the trip I imagined mm. in my head because you were so busy, so much yeah. to orchestrate. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I know the general subject about the film, mm. but um, can you talk a little bit about sort of the main inspiration for it? Yeah. Um struggling to take care of um, an elderly parent really and coming to terms a lot of it is about coming to terms with loss it's about mm-hmm. it's about characters living in between places um, 
I was living back and forth between Connecticut and New York, taking care of my father. Um, he had a stroke. And he had a he had a stroke, so he couldn't speak for a whole year. Wow. So it's you know my character in the film really grapples with how do you how do you and can you grow closer to somebody when they have nothing to, when they can't communicate. Um, so yeah, it's it's denial, it's living in between things, mm-hmm. it's um, you know, and I really feel like what I really tried to honestly show in the film is that you never really get a chance to say goodbye to somebody mm. because you're in such deep denial that they're ever going to leave. Like no matter yeah. how sick my dad was, I was like, well, he's still going to be here. Like protecting, he's your just going to be yeah. Worries and, and it almost feels like macabre to say that like goodbye to someone when they're still living. Exactly, you want to enjoy it because you want to act yeah. like I was saying how my mom treated him. Like yeah. nothing's wrong. Like if I act like he's this normal, he's gonna maybe you know reco- not recover fully because he was pretty bad, but like maybe he'll get a little better. Yeah. Maybe he'll be able to stand up. Maybe he'll be able to like rehab his arm a little bit more to do stuff so you never lose hope so i was trying to show that because even though my character is very distant and guarded it's to protect herself it's to not say goodbye it's um you know not accept it's all these characters aren't accepting Mm -hmm. anything in their in their life not the father's not accepting that what he can't his capability capabilities he thinks he can still stand up and sit in that chair if he wants to Mm -hmm. even though he should be in his wheelchair um my character Mm. doesn't accept that she should be home you know she has responsibilities and should help her father and mother um yeah i'd say like it's a film about acceptance and battling acceptance and it and i really struggled with that and i think um I think everyone does. I think yeah, it's really universal. I think that thing. that's like the human condition. I feel like that's like the secret to life. Yeah, is learning to not just accept because you have to accept and also try for more. Yeah, but that balance of acceptance and also pushing it's forward hard, with yeah. hope is yeah. really struggle with that hard. all the time. Yeah. Even like releasing my film, I'm like, it yeah. could have, it could have been better. It could have yeah. had like a bigger splash. We could have had this huge thing, but it's like, um, no, you know what? That's not what it's about. Yeah, like. It's about making something that you're proud of, that people connect to, and seeing people react to it at screenings sure. and the conversations I've had and with people afterward. It's just also like, your beautiful. first film, like, and yeah. like you're the lead in it, yeah. and like I mean, it's you can't you could have maybe done that, but it maybe would have taken you twice as long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. I mean, which is yeah, which is my story. You know, it's like it takes so, it long, takes so long to, to do make. it like the way that you and I never directed like, anything like, or. I was yeah, just, I'm gonna direct this I thing. I think you doing really well for it. Yeah, being I mean, first, I, I feel great about it. And, yeah, I mean, you know, truly, not being yeah. like a name actor and, and having yourself acted and directed. We have a theatrical yeah. release. And, yeah, I mean, that's huge. And you got like a major, you know, Oscar. Yeah, you did some yeah, you incredible did, stuff. You did yeah. a great thing. You should I, not be hard on yourself. Yeah, but I think we're like I'm, I'm definitely proud of it. But of it's, course, you know we're all, and I think that's what makes us all like yes. get stuff done because we're sure. all like pushing. Sure to get there but yeah it's accepting it's, mm-hmm. accepting it's also like you wa- when you watch your films that you made you watch them you know five to 25 times at least I always pick out all the things I want to do oh, differently God. like every single screen I'm like oh and there's that and that <laughs> and that you know it's like of course and yeah of course when the audience is 
is really enjoying it. It's, there's nothing better. Yeah. It's one of the biggest thrills ever. But um, of course, you're gonna see the things you wish you yeah. did differently. That's just that's just part of it, you know. Yeah, I actually had a really surreal experience. We screened the film in my hometown on Monday in Orange, Connecticut. And I think it was one of the first times that I watched the film really from outside of myself and oh, yeah. judging it in like mm. a kind of, oh, I wish that like... You were actually able to enjoy it kind thing. of thing or... I think I watched it and like just realized some stuff about my like subconscious stuff that kind of like snuck into the film oh, of like mm. me kind of like why I wrote a character oh, that's angry like and learned like, something. I feel, it's weird. You had like, like a new epiphany? Yeah. I, I don't even know that I can really put it to words, but just like it's... I had a moment where I'm like, that's not me. It was huh. really weird. Well, maybe it was you, but it's not you anymore. It's, it, that's yeah. what I think it is. Right. That's yeah. really cool. It's, it was really weird. But how cool, too, that you have this, um, you have this forever thing that will... It is a, like, time, a, it's a time, time capsule. It's a time you in a, in a time. Yeah. Captured this moment that really you needed cool. to yeah. dramatize because yeah. it was so intense for you. Yeah. You, it's like you, that was your way of dealing with it. A hundred percent, yeah. It's kind you of know? scary, like, almost being a hundred percent done with it. Because it's right. like, I'm I letting go. Maybe it's scary for you, so but it's, liberating it is, too. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. literally in a new phase of your life now. I feel like I'm opening up a new chat. Like, yeah. the chapter's done. So what, what is new? What's next? Yeah, so I have this script that I'm excited about called Ultra, which is, um... Sort of that you wrote? Yeah, that I wrote and I want to direct. Um... And I don't want to star in it. I want to... I wrote myself a supporting role. Nice. Um, but it's... Yeah, I'm really obsessed with people who um, are endurance athletes, specifically ultra-marathon oh, yeah. runners. Oh, yeah, yeah, which you do. Yeah, but... The, not I'm like really, that like, level, right? Not like... So this is about a woman who runs 100 miles across oh, the valley. Whoa, like, that's insane. Battling her demons and wow. like, what, she, what she learns. Kind of like a wild type. Kind of like a wild, okay. 127 hours. Like, I'm really okay. into... No, no, yeah. like the desert. Wow, nice. cool. That kind of environment, I think. Um, so you're going to come into ours, ours cool. like, to L.A. and... Oh, I definitely can't shoot yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out, going out west. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just really fascinated by the psychology of people that, um, not like, not that they're punishing themselves, but like what drives people to like, why is 26 miles? It's the acceptance thing. Why is 26 miles not enough? Yeah. And what are you getting out of continually running more and more? Putting your body through it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's insane. Some people surgically remove their toenails. What? Permanently. <laughs> yes. I know we literally oh. what? So we're like, insane like research I've been doing. That you can do that? Yeah. Some I don't know what kind so, of doctors so are doing. Painful. Why? Because you're t- you run so far your toenails keep falling off, so they don't want to keep having that pain. So they're like, Oh, well, I'll just permanently remove them. And then they become like calluses over. So it's just oh like my god. Skin. I, a whole new thing for me to <laughs> think is, about it. And then they're like, so hey, like toen- po- polished so it looks like there's That's <laughs> so weird. It's, I I mean it's crazy. Your toenails fall off if you run so much? I had a toenail fall off. Wow. Because it's just... You can feel it when it's happening? It felt like... While you were running, it was happening? It didn't immediately fall off. What happened was it turned black. It sounds so painful. (laughs) I didn't know this was a big thing. This is my my running knowledge. See, here's the thing. What I've learned from running a lot, my feet... Your feet swell up a bit Mm -hmm. if you're running really far. And especially my feet. So I had to buy like a half size. Yeah, my feet fall if I'm walking. Yeah, me too. I'm like so. sitting down doing nothing and my feet become balloons. I'm like, I know. Is my sodium? What's yeah, going? I know. I, like, am I having a hard time? Yeah, like, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? So, like, I was in the middle of a, it was a half marathon and I'm like, my toenails really hurting. 
Oh, what a weird sensation that must be. Yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know how to describe it, just like a dull, throbbing pain. You're like, that's weird. And you get really good at dealing with pain. Yeah. Yeah. But it, that's but, also part of your part story. Of it, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. And then I took my, sh- I finished, took my shoes off, and I was like, oh, my toenail's just black. Wow. Just black. Holy crap. It and just then, suddenly like, turned later, black. it just fell off, and it was disgusting. Oh and I'm like walking Whoa. up to my boyfriend, holding up my toenail, like, look! <laughs> and but it, it doesn't hurt when it falls off. It feels and better. Feel, yeah. And then it the grew, pressure, and then there's back. pressure. Yeah, and then it took so long. Like, I actually right now have half of a black toenail. Oh, my God. So and how long ago Because... That? So this first black toenail happened probably four years ago. Holy crap. So it takes a long time for your toenails to grow. Oh, no. this It took a year to grow. Okay. So I'd say about Whoa. a year. For and me, I'm sure it's different for other people. Right. But a but year to look like normal again. That's so. insane. I'm always like kind of in closed toe shoes. Because, <laughs> yeah, you don't see my toes right now. Yeah. I get it. Or like dark toenail polish. Yeah. Because it's like. I don't know, and I and I it, it depends on your training too. Like sometimes I get too cocky, and I'm like, I'm just gonna amp up my mileage a ton, and my feet are like, what'd you do? We're gonna right. just the toenails coming off. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm really interested in this kind of I feel crazy like stuff. The the log line is this is a log line, but okay. Like the theme is you get crazy lady runs. You get great at the yeah <laughs> crazy toenails. You get great at you get great at being in pain, so, of physical pain, so you can avoid the emotional pain. Exactly, <laughs> mm-hmm. like literally, yeah. like the gist of it. But then know? at the end. You have it to, all comes. You can't run away. Yeah. You can't just yeah. keep running forever. You can't run away. Exactly. That's, that's like literally the tagline. Yeah. Your leg breaks. <laughs> yeah. Ultra. Ultra. You can't, can't run yeah. away. Hundred miles. <laughs> just deal with it. Death Valley. That sounds great. That sounds <laughs> awesome. So you you want to keep drafting? Yeah. Yeah. That's your. It's funny how on like a decision that I was like I should just do this now I'm like I really this is your path yeah I'm really excited and like I see the film I'm really excited like I'm looking at paintings and like all this inspiration that is really cool but yeah it'll be good to move on from like a very personal film to more kind of abstractly personal film well it's personal but yeah not nearly as personal more just in like a lifestyle way than like a specific autobiographical to me kind of way yeah and like I kind of connect to that obsessive personality Mm -hmm. but not in that same intense way yeah Yeah. Um, because who has time to run like 30 miles a day even if you want to right I don't know what the hell like it's crazy wow it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for, like, part two. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, too, because it was so different than our last talk, but equally wonderful and yeah. fun. And yeah. No, yeah. you guys are, like, it's just, I forget that we're actually recording this. We're just, like, yeah, chilling. That's the point. We like that. Thank you. That's our goal. <laughs> yes. Well done. Well done. Thank Aww, you so much. Thanks so much. Okay. This is Victoria Negri, and this is The Test. Thank you for listening.